You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Today is Sunday, December 1st, 2013, 28th day in the month of Kislev, 5774. It's the fourth day of Hanukkah. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and uh, we are going to have a, a bunch of music for Hanukkah today, all Hanukkah music today, for your listening pleasure. Morning Chizuk coming up at 7.30, news from Israel coming up at 8 o'clock. And uh, it is a great morning here at JM Sunday. If you're studying Daf Yomi, you're in Daf 23 of Yoma. And uh, it is Hanukkah. This coming week, Rosh Chodesh Teve, Tuesday and Wednesday. Looking forward ahead for a couple of days. So we're going to get right into the music to liven up your morning here on Hanukkah. hope you all have had a, uh, a great Hanukkah so far and a great Shabbos. And a great week, and we look forward to everything in the future. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about something. You know, the uh, classic, one of the classic Hanukkah songs is I have a little dreidel, I made it out of clay. So we were having a discussion over Shabbos and wondering, like, why would you want to make it out of clay? Because it would break. And it's not even historically accurate. So how did it come up with clay? We'll talk about that and other very important things coming up here on JM Sunday. Right now, sit back, relax, or whatever you're doing. Enjoy Al Hanisim from the Miami Boys Choir right here on JM Sunday.
One for each day and every night. So gather around and sing joyous songs. Don't make a wish, cause it's not a birthday song. Son of God is the festival of life. So gather
message to the world.
listening to JM Sunday with Matas Weingast here with you live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, JM and the AM.org. Welcome to a, uh, a Hanukkah show, fourth day of Hanukkah. It's the 28th day of Kislev, 5774, first day in the month of December in uh, the year 2013. Rosh Chodesh Teve is coming up Tuesday and Wednesday. Right now in the North New Jersey area, it's 32 degrees going up to a high of 47. Wait till you hear what it is in Israel in a second. Then it's going down to uh, 34 degrees, partly cloudy all day long. In Israel, right now it's 84 degrees. And uh, what you don't usually hear in this part of the United States, in Israel there's a widespread dust. So it's hot and dusty. And they're going to a low of 61 degrees in Yushlayim and cloudy later on this evening. Coming up at 7.30 in just a few seconds, morning Chizuk with Rabbi Goldwasser and 8 o'clock our News from Israel with Hannah Levy-Julian. If you want to sponsor the News from Israel, by the way, send me an email to matis at nachomsiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachomsiegel.com, and we'll get you all the information about that. If you want to send me a request, if you want to send a Mazel Tov wish, a birthday wish, or whatever you want, same address, matis at nachomsiegel.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. want to thank listeners Avraham, Randy, Shalom, Hani, and Jody who this week became new likers of uh, our page on Facebook, JM Sunday. And uh, you can do that too. Just go there and like the page itself. It would be great. Thank you. And you can find out everything you want to know about JM Sunday. Uh, coming up today on the stream, there will be encore presentations of uh, Saturday Night Seagull. I've already had a great show last night. It was a lot of fun listening to it. Uh, there will be some other encore presentations you can go to NahumSiegel.com and get all the information about uh, the schedule and how to listen to the show, various ways of listening to the show. I was told uh, that uh, Elliot Weiselberg's core report will not be on tonight because of the holiday, so uh, that will return next week. It's a very popular segment, a very popular new show on the stream, NahumSiegel.com. So we thank Elliot for his work and for producing the shows every week. But he'll be on hiatus this week until uh, the schools ramp up again and get uh, into the into the uh, playing mode. Jam Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, which is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. Adorama is much more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nahum Siegel Network. For all your electronics needs, including cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more. The number is 1-800-223-2500. 1-800-223-2500. If there's anything that you want to get, you want to give gifts, you want to get something for yourself, give them a call today. So with all the specials going on, they have some real uh, real great deals on a lot of things. So make sure to give them a call. 1-800-223-2500. Adorama Imaging and Beyond. Since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, this time each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. 
In 165 BCE, the Greeks ruled the Holy Land. They wanted to forcefully Hellenize the Jews. A small band of Maccabees, led by Matisyahu, rose up to fight against the mighty Greek army. They successfully defeated them. As we recite in the special prayer for Hanukkah, Allah Nisim, the many were delivered into the hands of the few, the strong were given into the hands of the weak. After the great victory, the Jews reclaimed the Beis Hamikdash, the holy temple. They wanted to light the menorah, but they found only one cruise of oil that hadn't been defiled and rendered impure. Yet, when the menorah was kindled with this small bit of oil, it remained lit for an entire eight days. To commemorate these miracles, our sages established the festival of Hanukkah. Rav Leib Chasman asked an interesting question. Why did our great rabbis establish that the observance of Hanukkah focus solely on the lighting of the candles? We no longer have the Holy Temple, and the miracle of Hanukkah also included the salvation of the Jewish nation. Why don't we commemorate the victories of war as well? Rabbi Chasman explains that we don't celebrate military prowess, great strength, or strategic expertise. These are temporal successes. We remember those things which are eternal and spiritual in essence. This is as Rabbeinu Yonah states in the Gates of Repentance, Zahayom Osa Hashem, this is the day that Hashem has made, Nogila v'nismachavoy, let us rejoice and be glad on it. This is to say that we're going to be happy because of the revelation of the honor of Hashem in the recognition of Hashem's kingdom that resulted through the miracle of candles. That's the eternal component of Hanukkah. In the year 5705, the days of Hanukkah were overshadowed by the Holocaust. It was a great darkness, especially for the prisoners in Bergen-Belsen. However, Yitzchok Emanuel's father, Yaakov, had always been especially careful about lighting the Hanukkah candles. He had no intention of discontinuing that practice. Somehow, one candle had been obtained, and Yaakov resolved to light that candle at all costs. As he was preparing to light the candle, a man suddenly burst into the room. He began shouting, How dare you light that Hanukkah candle? Do you know the punishment for doing that? Do you have any idea what could happen to all of us? Yitzchok Emanuel recounts, My father's answer to him was, O mighty rock of my salvation. He then calmly lit the candle, which remained lit for the entire first day of Hanukkah. Miraculously, both my father and I survived. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a joyous Hanukkah. Hi, this is Chaim Hagler, and you're listening to JM Sunday, hosted by Matis Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Rabbi Hagler, for that, and uh, thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, for your uh, words of inspiration here on a uh, Hanukkah Sunday on JM Sunday. 28th of Kislev. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm your host. We'll be here until 9 o'clock this morning. 
Uh, I mentioned before that we're going to talk about why in the song I have a little dreidel. It uh, it says that I made it out of clay. So if you have any ideas on that answer, send me an email, matis at nachamsegel.com, before we discuss it a little bit later on. Matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S, at nachamsegel.com. Why do you think it was made out of clay? Or why do you think the song says it was made out of clay? Do you make the dreidels out of clay in the first place? Did they do that back then? All these questions and more will be answered (laughs) sometime later in this show. Uh, We're going to try again for the 613 uh, tune. Let's see if we can get that up here on JM Sunday. We'll try for round two of that (laughs) right here. It's called the Thanksgivinga Anthem from 613. This is a song about the greatest and best thing that ever happened. This is the story of something so tremendously tremendous that it won't happen again for another 79,000 years. Now listen. Some 2,000 years ago, brave men called Maccabees. They fought against the odds so Jewish people could be free. We celebrate their miraculous defeat of the Roman cavalry. And we call this Hanukkah, you see. Now, 1700 years later, the pilgrims made their way to the new world to give thanks within the yards and in Turkey. And in 1863, Abe Lincoln declared it a holiday. And thus, Thanksgiving came to be. And these festivals of gratitude for years were isolated. Except, of course, that one year back in 
happy Hanukkah.
Yeah. 
Music from Schlockrock Volume Number Seven, Hanukkah Nights All Right. Before that, we heard from Shoresh, New York Boys Choir, aka Pella 613. And I realize I didn't tell you what we heard in the first half hour. Hey, let's give you a quick rundown. We heard Miami Boys Choir, some more. Um, we heard, uh, let's see, the Yeshiva Boys Choir, Moshe Hecht, Aaron Holder, and we opened up, of course, with Modani by Regesh. Right here on JM Sunday Hanukkah edition 50, excuse me, 57, 74, 28th day in the month of Kislev. My name is Matas Weingast. I'm here with you until 9 o'clock this morning. Coming up in just a minute or so, uh, news from Israel with Hannah Levy Julian. I want to remind you that, uh, JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. It's a great day to go in or give them a call or check out their online store today for anything that you may need. They're located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number is 1-800-223-2500. It is much more than a camera store. Adorama has anything you want in electronics. So give them a call, visit them, go online. Adorama is the official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. And 1-800-223-2500 is the, uh, is the number to call. Uh, I mentioned before, and some people have... Uh, have checked in with us. Uh, the question is, why does the uh, famous song, I Have a Little Dreidel, say that it was made out of clay? Would you make dreidels out of clay? Would you? Uh, is it historically accurate? Where did the song come from, by the way? Uh, we'll answer that question and uh, more a little bit later on in the show, and we'll give you, I'll give you my idea of why I think uh, the words became, uh, I have a little dreidel and I made it out of clay. When it became, uh, when it was translated into English. We'll see about that. It was a discussion, a topic of discussion over Shabbos at our table, along with our special guest, Mayor Weingarten, who joined us for Shabbos, Hanukkah, which was, of course, very, very exciting. It is uh, coming up on 8 o'clock, and uh, we have our news from Israel, as we do every Sunday morning. Hannah Levy-Julian is a senior Israeli news correspondent and a contributing radio news broadcaster at Arut Sheva in Israel. And uh, in a little different twist, we actually say good morning to Hannah Levy-Julian. Good morning, and how are you? Fine, thank you. Well, you sound a lot closer than you normally do. Is there a, <laughs> a reason for that? The reason is I'm in New York this morning. Oh, so that's why you sound like you just woke up. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're still on Israeli time, I'm sure. You're right, I am, actually. So you hear the weather in um, Israel? You woke up to 32 degrees here. Well, I don't know exactly where you are, but here in the uh, East Coast, <coughs> northern East Coast, it's in the 30s. And in Israel, it's 84 degrees with widespread dust. So what does that mean? Is it a dust storm there now in Israel? Yeah. Um, but that, what that means is that um, everybody's closing their windows and they're just going to wait it out. They're going to wait until the uh, storm settles down and uh, they can open their windows again and uh, sweep out whatever got in under the windows that they did not need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so is it is it dust or is it sand? Um, a little. It depends on where in the country you are. Okay. It's um, in the Negev. I can tell you it's a little of both. Hmm. Um, and in my living room, I can tell you that it's usually sand. Wow. It's usually this very, very fine 
um, just slightly um, beige, maybe a little bit reddish-colored sand, and uh, I just sweep it out the front door. Is that typical for this time of year? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, actually, it's. You'd be surprised. You, you even see it in February, um, huh. but um, it's especially annoying in the summer because it, then it really heats up. Wow. A little bit like snow <laughs> inside the house. Except it doesn't melt and it doesn't go away. And it probably affects um, moving uh, moving parts of electronics equipment that can get into it, like motors and cars and things like that can gunk yeah, up the works. Actually, there's a real there's a real problem with uh, uh, moving parts such as fans and computers, right? Um, and radios and uh, anything having to do with electronics. There's a real serious issue, and as a result, they uh, they have extra filters, and um, they some people actually co- uh, cover all of their uh, electronic equipment, uh, wow. especially at night and in between use, in order to try to uh, avoid uh, getting it especially dirty. Huh. Amazing. And sometimes it helps, and you know, you know something, lots of sometimes it does. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's our news from Israel. Thank you. What's going on in there? Let me give you some quick headlines. The U.S. has, as usual, cozied up to Iran a little bit, along with the rest of Europe and Turkey, uh, uh, with, with this uh, nuclear deal in Geneva, and um, that's uh, given uh, the Israelis some pause. And now um, Prime Minister Netanyahu has uh, ordered the Mossad to um, do its work in trying to find out uh, exactly what the Iranians are doing to scotch the deal that they made with the rest of the world and to try once again to prove to the rest of the world that the Iranians cannot be trusted when they make a deal um, at the negotiating table because uh, he is firmly convinced that while they're talking, they're busy uh, continuing their work on a nuclear weapon and he wants to prove to the... uh, United Nations and to the international community once and for all that the world is in danger and for that matter there's an existential threat to uh, Israel. So that's what's happening this morning uh, first and foremost uh, in Israel. Uh, Israeli Arab Knesset members and the Islamic movement uh, have been stirring the pot over the weekend across Israel. Uh, Over the Shabbat there was rioting that left 15 police officers hurt after a day of rage to protest a plan that would legalize 63% of unauthorized Bedouin villages uh, in and around the Negev. However, it would also require the other 37% to evacuate from areas where they're uh, settled and living without legal permits. Um, and that's, that's caused trouble for quite some time, for quite a few months, because the legislation basically would require Bedouin families and uh, uh, clans and uh, these little uh, 
I hesitate to call them outposts, although they do resemble outposts. Basically, they're just little groups of of uh, huts and and tents and things. They kind of spring up in the hills in and around various areas around the Negev, and also in the north, um, they just sort of settle down, go wherever they want to go, and that's it. Um, but if a Jew were to do that, of course, um, first of all, the Palestinian Authority would be screaming its head off, and frankly, so would the Israeli government. Um, a Jew would be hauled off to jail. Well, now the government's saying, no, um, Arabs can't do that either. And Bedouin, who as nomads did that for decades, uh, are now being told they can't do it either. So the Islamic movement is radicalizing the uh, the Bedouin population. Israeli Arab Knesset members are egging them on and uh, telling them that they are really Palestinians, even though, frankly, that population is not. Um, <laughs> it's a completely different ethnic group, and they have... Um, sort of uh, sucked them into what they have called a day of rage, and they uh, started riots all across the country yesterday, and uh, a lot of people got hurt, um, and there was a lot of a lot of trouble all across the country. Uh, about an hour from my house, as a matter of fact, there were burning tires and uh, clashes with police. And uh, a major artery between uh, the road leading from the Dead Sea to Beersheba uh, was filled with burning tires and uh, riots with police. Wow. Also last week, a two-year-old baby was uh, hurt in uh, rock-throwing um, and uh, road terror attacks uh, on a road in the West Bank with Palestinian road terror again. And uh, finally, I would like to tell you that American immigrants in Israel celebrated with their Jewish uh, relatives in America the fine holiday of Thanksgiving. <laughs> they found turkeys to stuff. They found somehow or made turkey menorahs. And there are, I cannot tell you just how many examples of this cuisine and these creative menorahs all over Facebook. Anyone who wants to can simply go online and find these things. They're all over Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, you name it. Americans across Israel (laughs) were and still are celebrating this. And uh, Israelis have finally been amazed and uh, probably stuffed. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Table, finally, wow. yes. <laughs> there are, there are turkeys. Recipes. There are a lot of turkeys in, in Israel, is what you're telling us, right? There both, have always been a lot of both, turkeys in Israel. Both not. in and out of the government, <laughs> is what you're saying, right? Both in and out of the political, uh, political system. Yes. Well, that's that's great to hear that uh, there's certainly a positive, and and people are celebrating Hanukkah, of course, throughout Israel. I'm sure every inch of space where you go in any community, you will see a menorah or a Hanukkiah in somebody's window or in in front of the door or in front of a shul or in front of a business. Hanukkah is a really incredible holiday in Israel. I have to say, there are, there are menorahs in places you could just not ever really imagine and and the army um 
goes all out also. And, and um, you know, Chabad sends its, its people out there to visit soldiers who are on duty and who can't get away from the base, who can't get away from whatever outpost that they're on. Um, last year, actually, my son, who at the time I think was 14 or something, they sent him out to light candles with soldiers in the middle uh, of the hills of Shamron, huh. in the middle of Samaria. I, I can't even tell you where in the middle of Samaria he was. My kid <laughs> has no idea where he went. That's how far out in the middle of, of Bumble you know where he oh, was. Wow. But but there he was, is with there, the light shining out into the darkness, is there an and ofi- celebrating and singing and dancing. Wow. Is there an official largest menorah in Israel anywhere? Um, probably at the Kotel. Yeah, but I, but I, I don't really know, I'll tell you. Right. Yes, there probably is, is the answer. And which one it is this year, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, uh, there probably is, so- and I don't know which one it is this year. It's probably... In the old city, because it always is, but yeah, I, I don't sense. know which one it is. Sure. So, <laughs> since we're on the topic of Hanukkah, and we discussed this before, I'll ask you if you know. You know the the famous song of "I Have a Little Dreidel" that people sing all the time. Yeah. So, the words are "I have a little dreidel." It's made out of clay. Mm-hmm. But why would you make a dreidel out of clay? Um, and they didn't I make it think... out of clay in the in, in the old days. So yeah. The they're question... Actually, they're made out of kerish. Probably, maybe. Um, and my understanding, at least in Second Temple times, and going back as far as First Temple times, Karish, um pottery was the was the disposable item, the disposable material of First and Second Temple times, according to our archaeologists I've spoken with. Right. Maybe, maybe so that's an answer. If you, so, if you wanted to use a material that you knew that your kids uh, either could not break or at least uh, would uh, would not be so valuable that you would not want to kill them later on, you would probably <laughs> make it out of clay, right? I don't know. It's it's possible. It's possible, but uh, those who say it was made out of a metal, so. Uh... But they weren't making it out of metal back then. Oh, I don't know. Uh, there, there is a, as we'll discuss a little bit later on before the end of the show. Historically, it might be that they were made out of lead. Oy. So, we'll we'll see. We'll You're see. You're not giving me good news here, Marcus, <laughs> because lead, lead, if if you if you're not careful with it leads to lead poisoning, which leads to attention deficit <laughs> hyperactivity disorder. We're not going down this road today. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. But thank you for the news from Israel, as always, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again next week. It won't be Hanukkah, but uh, we'll hear a post-Hanukkah wrap-up of the news of the week from Hanukkah Levi Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning again to you. Happy Hanukkah and the upcoming Happy Rosh Chodesh this week, and we'll Touch back with you. Uh, we'll get back with you next Sunday. A Freilich and Hanukkah and Shavuot to everyone. Have a great week. Thank you. Here now is, uh, what are we going to do? The Migdal or Kol Yaakov Boys Choir with Hanukkah right here on JM Sunday.
appropriate music for Hanukkah, I think. <laughs> Sam Glazer's Rockin' Hanukkah Review here on uh, JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you on the stream, jmandtheam.org, nachamsegel.com. And uh, appropriately enough, also, during that selection, uh, Sam sang the dreidel song. I have a little dreidel. Joining me on the air is the host of the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, the one and only Mayor Weingarten. Good morning, Mayor, and a freilich and Hanukkah to you. Thank you, Matis. Good morning, and a happy Hanukkah to you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure seeing you over Shabbos. And uh, uh, besides uh, some of the other discussions we had, we talked about dreidel and uh, the origin of uh, why we think a dreidel might have been made out of clay, or in fact, whether it was. So I'm sure you've given it a lot of thought since then. Am I, am I, I correct? I can't understand why people <laughs> would make a dreidel out of clay, because the idea of the dreidel is you spin it, and then it falls down on one of the sides, and if it would be made out of clay, wouldn't it break? I <laughs> guess. <laughs> the minute I don't it know. falls? Uh, Hannah Levy-Julian, our news correspondent from Israel, was on the phone before, and she thought that uh, during... Uh, the time of the uh, Beit HaMikdash, the, uh, well, before, um, or depending on whenever they played this dreidel and how they invented it, uh, pottery was used a lot, and it was right. relatively, I guess, uh, relatively inexpensive and easy to make, and if it right. did break, nobody would be too upset about it. So before we get into the uh, idea of what it's made of, I was looking at a few things which I didn't realize and didn't, didn't remember for a while, and that is uh, the origin of the word dreidel, and what it means and why we have it there. And most people may not know that there are numerous words to describe a dreidel. A dreidel is actually a Yiddish word. Did you know that? Of course, if, uh, if we, if we still had, if we still had mayor on the line, it would help. But, uh, <laughs> I think we lost the connection to mayor. So we're going to have to uh, reconnect with Mayor. Mayor, are you there? No, we're going to have to reconnect with Mayor momentarily. <laughs> so let's see if we can do that um, while we actually are uh, going to take this off. And let's see if we can reconnect with Mayor while we're uh, – <laughs> this is technology in um, in action as we dial in his number and we see if uh, – if we can get mayor, let's see. Do we get do we get a ringing? I don't know. Let's see if we do. Hello. Hey, mayor, you're back. Did that cut off? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So, did you know that dreidel is a Yiddish word? Yeah, sure. Now, dreidel I, means I'm assuming it comes from the word dray, which dre. means to spin around. Right, correct. So, obviously, that's not a word that was used thousands of years ago, uh, because although there was some form of the Germanic language. I guess a long time ago, certainly the word dreidel would not have been used. Now, um, there is another word, a Hebrew word. Uh, what would be the primary Hebrew word? There are actually two. What would be the primary Hebrew word that would come to your mind if you were describing the dreidel? Well, um, in, in Israel, it's called a sivivon. Right, from the root of? Savav. Right, and who came with, up with? Stovev means to go around. To turn you know? around. Who, who came up with that word, do you know? Well... I, I must say that I cheated, and while you gave me like a one-minute warning, ah. that we'd go on the air. <laughs> so you know I that it was it up. you know it was invented by Itamar Ben-Avi. Itamar Ben-Avi was uh, Eliezer Ben-Yehuda's uh, son. And Eliezer Ben-Yehuda, of course, like the father of modern Hebrew. Yes. Now, what about 
the other word for? I, I don't know. I tried to look it up while uh, I was waiting for it because I had not heard of it. There, right. There is another word called kirkar, I guess it is, right? right? Uh, and what is the shoresh of that? What is the root of I that know. word? I, I was trying to look that up, and I couldn't figure it out. Apparently, kirkar means to spin or something like that. I don't know. And that was used by Chaim Nachman Bialik. Yes, so we that's have what to, it says. Maybe it'll be a Mayor Milim uh, a mini segment for tomorrow if you're able to well, find out. Uh, well, actually, the plan right now is the Mayor Milim segment. We're going to take a look at the words Tamaos Tzur. Oh, okay. Because, um, you know, it's a song that so many people sing, and actually very few people actually understand what it is that they're singing. Right, exactly. And very few people know that they're like... Five different stanzas to it. We stop yeah, after the but, first but, one. You know, That's it. <clears throat> right. Even if we just take a look at the first stanza, it'll be interesting. Of course. So we're going to so, take a look at the uh, Maos Tzur. Okay, so if, if dreidel is Yiddish, yeah. uh, Sivivon is modern Hebrew, Kar right. is modern Hebrew, what was this thing called 2,000 years ago? I guess you're making an assumption there that there was a dreidel 2000. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's for all. That's for a whole other topic. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I don't know. Whole other discussion. Traditionally, we're told that when the uh, Greeks were, uh, they enacted laws that uh, Jewish people should not study Torah, and uh, when the teachers were teaching Torah secretly, and they heard the soldiers coming, they would tell their children, they tell the children to take out their their dreidels. And play so that uh, the soldiers would think they're just playing games. Not this. The <laughs> Greeks were the world power. Do you think they were fooled by that? <laughs> It was pretty sad. <laughs> I don't know, but as we said on Shabbos, like uh, Arya mentioned, ma- maybe uh, mentioned maybe they were just playing uh, not dreidel, but uh, what are those uh, the little uh, the 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 dice? The, the dice uh, what are they called in Hebrew? What's the dice game? Uh, oh. Um, well, in Yiddish, it's called Kugelach, and in Hebrew, it's called Hamesh Avanim. Right. So maybe they were playing dice, and somebody, somebody, when they fired up a clay one, left a little piece on there that uh, you know is used to take it out, so it's not too hot or something. And they realized it spun. Who knows? I don't know. But well, we, I don't know. There's got to be a. I was actually looking it up just now. Is there a dreidel app where you know you actually don't have to have a dreidel and you could just? Um... No, I'm sure there is. But you can take your you can take your smartphone and put it on the on the tip of the corner and just spin it around and no, it'll, it'll no, work. No, no, I would not recommend. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it either. Okay, so uh, uh, there is there, there there are many dreidel apps. I see. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there are. Uh, and of course, we have the tradition that there are letters on each side of the dreidel, Neskadol yes. Hayasham, for the great miracle happened there. If you're out of the area, if you're in the area, it says Neskadol Hayapo. Right. Um, if you were there at the time, I don't know what it said on the side over there. And in looking at the, my my biblical archaeological sources, I have not been able to find readily uh, any uh, find of a dreidel in archaeological None digs. None have been found. None have been found no, to no our knowledge. Have been found, no. uh, but of course, there could have Shocking. been. Sh- Shocking. Shockingly, but there could have been other things found. So, one question we had and we discussed is the, the traditional song, which probably also people think are, is, is hundreds of years old and it's not, is I Have a Little Dreidel. Now, the I Have a Little Dreidel song was originally in Yiddish and it was just written um, at the turn of the century or so. Uh, and uh, it's uh, credited to. Um, to Shmuel Goldfarb, who was a well-known uh, uh, musical uh, personality uh, about a hundred years ago or so, and Samuel Grossman. So it was originally in Yiddish, and the original song was was uh, the words are spoken as if it's spoken by the dreidel. 
Now, it's oh, not, instead that's so of, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. Instead of I have a little dreidel, it's I am a little dreidel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm going to totally ruin my Yiddish, but, but ich bin a kleiner dreidel is the excellent. Yiddish words. Uh, and, uh, and then it talks, you know, it talks about that in, in that first person there. Uh, so in the English translation, though, it's I have a little dreidel. I, I have a little dreidel that's made out of clay. In the Yiddish, it's not. It's I am a little dreidel. And it's made out of lead. And See, that makes a lot more sense. Now, if, if traditionally it's made but out of lead... I understand that clay mat, rhymes with play in English. Well, and I don't know what lead mat rhymes with. You well, know, here, no, but here's the thing. Here's what's very interesting. Add a little okay? dreidel. I made it out no, of lead. No, because I in Yiddish... that was fed? <laughs> in Yiddish, in Yiddish, lead is blight. Oh. Or blay, if it, depending on how you're going to say it. Uh, and if you transliterate it, it's B-L-A-Y. So it's possible when they were coming up, the same lyricists who were coming up with the English to, Yiddish to English translation were trying to come up with something that rhymes. If you take blay and you don't really, you know, somebody trans, translates it and then someone else rewrites it and transcribes it 100 years ago, they may have thought it was clay instead of Blay, which is the which is the Yiddish for lead, so I'm not I'm not sure we don't know. Uh, I have not been able to find. Uh, last night I looked up. I've not been able to find any of the reasonings behind the uh, words from the Yiddish to the English by the author. It was the same person apparently who wrote the Yiddish and, and, the, English. and the English words. Wow. So what a multi-talented person. Yeah, absolutely, especially back then. So. It's a mystery. It's one of those age-old mysteries that goes back thousands. No, actually goes back a couple of decades. <laughs> it goes yeah. back about 100 years. Uh, thousands of hours. Thousands of hours, right. Uh, so it's interesting. There's uh, a, a lot of history. Certainly it's a game that's played by everyone. You know there is, in, in America, there is a competitive dreidling. I don't yeah, know if you know wow, that. that's yeah. amazing. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, competitive tor- uh, tournaments. Uh, I I know that, that should go together with the latke eating contest. <laughs> and I think there is also a uh, a Guinness Book of World Record uh, dreidel spinning. Uh, I don't remember who did it. I I think I know, but I'm not sure. So I, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Binghamton University back in 2012, last year. They set up an event, and they, I think they may have set, it's claiming to have broken the record last year. Of who can, how long the dreidel spins, or who can have it? Uh, I think longer? how many, uh, let's see, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if I can find that quickly enough, but. Okay, it's all right. Uh, it is. Uh, we'll have something to think about for the rest of the well, holiday. This is interesting. According to this, last year when the record was broken, only 749 dreidels were spun simultaneously for at least 10 seconds. That's a different contest. That's how many dreidels spinning at the same time. Right. Not how long the dreidel, one dreidel can spin for how long. But I think probably Guinness has certain rules. So it's not simply uh, simultaneous spinning, but they each have to spin for a certain length of time. But you're right. Uh-huh. How long could a dreidel, one dreidel spin, the length of right. time? Interesting. But you know what? The concept of... Um, My head is spinning uh, yeah. at this point. <laughs> and if they're lead dreidels, I don't know. But only 740, that doesn't sound like a lot. I think maybe we could do that next year. as you know, That would be a stunt show. 
that would be a great stunt show thing. But all of us from the network get together. We get people. We go somewhere as part of the stunt mm-hmm. show. I think. I think um, why you did. I didn't Mayor Freddy do a cradle spinning contest. I, I think so, but I don't think it broke the record. Mm. We'll have to well, figure that out. We maybe have a, the dreidel broke though. We have a year to figure that out. Didn't break the record. They broke the dreidel. They true. They broke the dreidel. Well, I'm glad we were able to answer this uh, pressing question yes. on the possibility of why a dreidel is made of clay. Thank you for asking. And in honor of this, we're going to play back-to-back versions of "Light One Candle." Oh, and Mayor, wow. if you're ready for this, we're going to play one of the originals from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Nice. Followed by the latest version by Benny Friedman. Mm, so wow, that, interesting. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. So that's going to come. We're going to start. I'm hoping this is going to going to start because I couldn't pull it off um, off one source. So I had to pull it off another one. So mm. let's see, Mayor. You and I right now are going to find it if this works. Okay. Oh, here we go. Peter, Paul, and Mary with Light One Candle right here on JM Sunday. Thank you, Mayor. Bye. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Candle on a menorah. The Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. Light a candle for decency. Light a candle for hope. Light a universal candle for peace.
much the commitment to those who have died When we cry out they've not died in vain We have come this far Always believing that justice will somehow prevail Well this is the burden and this is the promise And this is why we will not fail Don't let the light go out It's lasted for so many children with things that their light didn't die light one candle for the pain they endure when the right to exist was denied light one candle for the terrible sacrifice justice and freedom demand but light one candle for the wisdom to know when the peacemakers time is at hand
three, four.
from the Amude Sheish Orchestra in the background. Thanks for everyone for listening in today. Appreciate it very much. Hope you enjoyed today's show, special Hanukkah show on JM Sunday. We'll be back next Sunday, bright and early, 7 a.m. on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Tomorrow morning, Nachum returns on JM and the AM at 6 a.m., followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Thanks, Mayor, for joining me this morning to talk about Dreidel. The stream continues all day long with great music and the great encore presentations. So uh, don't forget to call. So Adorama, they're our sponsor, 1-800-223-2500. Plenty of things to get over there in uh, Adorama land. <laughs> Whatever you need in electronics, give them a call. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for today. We'll see you back here next week. Have a great day, great rest of Hanukkah, and a great Rosh Chodesh coming up on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And my thanks again, everyone, for listening and uh, catching us here on JM Sunday.